1: GM James Click who joins us and oh what a night last night getting the victory uh joins us he does every Wednesday here on the Sean Salisbury show James welcome in and Tell me why I'm wrong or if I'm right. I, as In football, in, in my career, I always felt that in the locker room, when we won a game like you guys did last night, it wasn't easy because they're, they're hard to come by. And you kind of find out even more about yourself, even though you know what kind of team you are. You're not playing well early. You find a way to get it done. Because 51 to 3 games don't happen very often. Most of them are won like that. And I always think that it's a more character-building victory. I just do when it's not going great and you find ways, agree or disagree, that wins like that mean a lot to a team, let alone just in the win-loss column.
0: Well, I think showing that we can come back is something that uh, is important to the guys because, you know, you look up at that scoreboard in the third inning and it's 4-0 and you're kind of wondering, and, and, we, and we don't have a base runner yet. Uh, you know, it, it can feel like the momentum is all going against you. And so when you have a big inning like that and a big comeback like that, which we've done a few times this year, I think it gives the guys a lot of confidence that, that even if we find ourselves in those situations in the future, that, that we can come back. But that's also why we prioritize having as much pitching depth and especially bullpen depth as we do because we want our guys on the flip side of that to feel like when we get up 4 nothing after three innings, that that game's over that we're going to shut it down the rest of the way and so it's it's. Uh, I, I would agree with you I think it is I don't know if character building is the right word but right. Um, it certainly it certainly feels good and it gives you confidence going forward that if you find yourself down after a few innings that, that we have the ability to come back
1: yeah maybe just the believability that you know you can as opposed to character because the character is a long process and you guys already have that so look at it last year's team and this year and there's changes I know the roster changed but just m- maybe diving Deep into the team, and they're winning different ways. Well, what's the is, is there an internal difference? What's the difference between the two, other than some personnel that's not here?
0: Well, I mean, each team has its own different personalities, its own different characteristics, um, different voices in the clubhouse, and and so that will change. Some of the uh, some of the aspects of the team. Sometimes when you come in after a game like that, some teams will celebrate really hard. Some teams will uh, will not, and they'll just kind of accept it as as matter of course. Some teams, when they're going through a tough losing streak, somebody will step up and and talk to the guys and try to get everybody motivated. And some teams just allow that to happen naturally um, so the, the team evolves it's it's always going to be different we get 26 different guys in a, in a locker room the, the personalities are going to come out um, I, you know it's, it's hard to put a finger on exactly how this team differs from, from last year uh, but hopefully the way it differs in the end is that we get two more wins in October
1: Does there come a point James Click Astros GM joins us as he does every Wednesday And does there come a point in time when you just say, we got to shut Michael Brantley down, it's not happening this year?
0: That ultimately is a, is a decision for Michael. Um, and given his personality and how much he loves the game and loves this team and, and his teammates, you know, I think he would run through brick walls for these guys. Right. Uh, and so it's, you know, is there a point where you have to have a tough conversation? Yeah, yeah, inevitably. Um, but at the same time, I don't, I don't think we're there yet. Um, you know, Michael is, um, I mean, just, just one of the best. I, I don't know any way to put it other than that. He's just one of the best. Um, And, you know, we're we're hoping and uh, hoping that that he'll be able to get back with us. Uh Um, We just don't have any update right now.
1: Yeah. And the city loves him. But do you have to gear up mentally? And I know it's Michael's decision, but do you guys have to gear up mentally that if you get him great, if you don't? But don't you have to gear up that you're going to play without him just mentally in the clubhouse and as a team?
0: Well, yeah, I mean, in the front office, certainly we do a lot of that kind of contingency planning. And that's part of the reason that we made the moves that we did at the deadline was we have to game out. Okay, what if we lose a guy here? What if we lose a the guy there? Uh, you know, you're already seeing it with some teams after the deadline where they have players go down. And you can't make trades, obviously, beyond the trade deadline now. So you have to have that depth either on the major league roster or in the minor league. So, So we prepare for that. Um, you know how do the players prepare for it mentally? That's that's really a question for them. Um, but he does so much for that lineup and for that locker room that. Um, you know if it is something that we have to deal with then it, it will be it will be a loss, but at the same time, we feel like we have the veterans in there. We feel like we have the players in there to step up if that 's something that we 're ultimately faced with
1: well you guys is there a point in time i mean when sacrificing you know rest is important. You and I have talked about this for a couple of years and dusty 's decisions when to rest guys he 's got his finger on the pulse of the team, so curious where does it come to a point when you 're so close to home field advantage? Do you sacrifice rest for getting the one seed?
0: Yeah, it's definitely a sliding scale um, because we want to put ourselves in the best position to win the World Series. And the question is, what is the best way to do that? Is the best way to get the one seed and have our guys be a little bit tired? Or is the best way to just make sure that we get one of those top two seeds so that we get a bye and then our guys are fully rested going into whatever that first series is? I think you can also do a little bit where you kind of look at who those potential first-round matchups might be because they don't reseed the teams, right? Right. The one seed is going to play the winner of the 4-5, and the two seed is going to play the winner of the 3-6. The 3-6 right now is, you know, whoever wins the Central uh, and and Tampa Bay, and the 4-5 right now is Toronto and Seattle. And so, you know, you look at those guys and you, you try to say, okay, which teams do we match up best against? you have to factor that in as well. So it's a little bit tricky, but at the same time, you know, we're just trying to win every game. We're trying to win every game we can. Obviously, you know, we'd love to to go into the playoffs on a 30-game, 60-game win streak, something like that. So I'm not really focused on it terribly too much. Um, That's something that I think Dusty and our trainers and our doctors do a really good job of is keeping an eye on the guy's workloads and making sure that we rest them at the right time.
1: We watch from a naked eye and look at velocity and wonder in a guy's rehab and how he looks and throwing strikes to balls in the ratio. For you guys, what's what's the deciding factor as when Lance McCullers is ready to, to be in the rotation? What's the deciding factor that says, okay, it's time?
0: There's no single factor. Um, a big part of it is, sitting down with Lance, talking about how he's feeling. How how does your elbow feel? How does your body feel? How does your command feel? Do you feel like you are crisp enough to come up here and, and get out to the big league level? Or do you feel like you would benefit from another start or two down there. And so first and foremost is the conversation with them, but it is not as simple as that. We have to consider the rest of the roster. We have to consider the trainers and the doctors and the pitching coaches. We all have to sit down and, and figure out what the right time is. But, you know, we do not look at, balls and strikes or certainly earned runs or runs allowed on on the rehab start that is very far down the list of of things that factor into whether a guy is is ready uh to uh to wrap up his rehab and come help us get out to the big league level
1: james click joins us ashley's gm for a couple more minutes james how how much how many more starts will he make before that 30 days and, and and do you plan on running him out there
0: well, I think he's at uh, day 18 or 19 or something like that. So, right. If we wanted to, we could do a couple more. Um, but, you know, this is a, a conversation in between each of the starts, especially now that we've got to the point where he has thrown five innings down there. Um, so it's it's a conversation with him. You know, how do you feel? How does this compare to how do you feel at the end of spring training? How do you feel health wise um, and we'll have those conversations here over the next couple of days and then make a decision about the uh, the next step at that point
1: early returns on the gentleman you traded for in Vasquez and mancini the group will Smith how's it feel so far the fit in and and the, the you know their performance on the field but also their how they're feeling and their fit in here with the Astros
0: well I think gentlemen as you put it is is, <laughs> is the right term i mean these guys are unbelievable teammates. Uh, and, and from my, uh, from my vantage point and from my conversations, uh, have integrated themselves in the clubhouse, uh, tremendously well already. Uh, and, and they're fitting in gray, obviously on the field, uh, but more than that off the field. Uh, I mean, we saw Trey get a couple big hits in his first few games. Christian's called a couple really good games behind the plate. Will Smith came in and got some big outs for us yesterday. It really adds a new wrinkle to the bullpen. Um, but these guys are, are veterans and they're professionals. Uh, and they're just great teammates. And that was really high up the list of things that we were looking for at the deadline. Uh, and, and so far, I think it's working out really, really well in the clubhouse. Uh, you know, I think the guys are excited by some of the new energy. But I mean, you can just see it on the on the faces of the guys, especially a guy like Trey. Um, you know, being in, in in these kind of games in this environment with this kind of crowd behind him, having the Astros fans behind him. Uh, you know, every, every time I see him, he's smiling, and, and that's just uh, it's just a wonderful thing to see.
1: How long till Dusty's back in a dugout?
0: hopefully soon hopefully soon we're continuing to uh to get the test results and we just have to get certain test results back before uh before he'll be cleared but the main thing is that he's he's feeling fine he has very minor symptoms you know he thought they were allergies um and so that was that was the first thing just to make sure there were no serious symptoms which they're not um you know he is he is very much um, staying involved. He's, he's getting all the reports from, uh, from from Joe Espada and everybody else and the trainers. Uh, he's continuing to write out the lineup card. He's continuing to, to talk to Joe about all the moves in the uh, in the game and that kind of stuff. So he's as involved as he can be without being in the dugout, but hopefully we'll see him back there sooner in the next couple of days.
1: And just just got to continue to let Jake Myers play through this. I know he's laboring, but Dusty's always pretty loyal about that, allowing guys to play through it. We've seen it this year.
0: Yeah. Jake is a guy who you can see the progress that he's making on the field. I think the fact that he is pulling the ball and pulling it with authority uh, is a really good sign. And I've seen that over the last week or so. When he first came up, I feel like a lot of his contact was heading out to right field. And now you can see him pulling it, you know, to the third baseman, to the shortstop. So that's a good sign. As soon as he can start pulling that with a little bit more authority, getting it over those guys' heads, we're going to see the Jake that that we saw at the plate last year. He continues to be one of the best defensive center fielders in terms of range uh, in the major leagues, and we saw that last night with that catch. He runs stuff down in the gaps. He camps out under stuff in the gaps that other guys are still running to go get because he's just he's got such good reactions and he's so fast. And he's working on his arm, and and these are all things that you know we have talked to him about. He's working with uh, Gary Pettis and Jason Kandler on the arm program, and we're seeing progress there. And so he is a guy that when when he's at full strength, like we saw last year, with the defense and with what he can do at the plate, he's just a huge part of this team in terms of of taking outs away from the other team and then continuing to move the ball uh, down the lineup. And so I, I think we're making a lot of progress there. None of it is... You know on the surface where any of us want it to be but uh but we know the talent that jake has and uh, we're excited to see him uh get back to that
1: lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky
0: lucky in line at the deli i guess Ah, in my dentist's office